So Lily and I are going to have to whisper this one because it's What's Up with Bobby and Lily. And we're at the Auckland Museum. Um, <clears throat> been warming our vocals up with some Frank Ocean on the car here. So hopefully this is clear. Some Kendrick and Frank Ocean. Yep. Some ha- some ha- <laughs> heavy falsetto. And so we're just into the entrance of the beautiful Auckland Museum and we're looking at Barbara. Barbara. She's a barb. What is Barbara Lily? Um, she is a big beast with tiny arms. She's a Tynorosaurus Rex. Come on, don't be mean sorry, to Barbara. Sorry, Come sorry on. Bob. Um, she's a tiny. She's a T Rex. Yeah, Tyn- Tyrannosaurus, Tyrannosaurus Rex, famous for its right. two tiny fingered arms. Aren't sh- aren't scientists aren't sure how they use them? Okay. Oh, oh, this is Peter and Peter's Barbara. Oh. They're a couple. Oh, cute. Context, context. Okay, we've got context. Oh, and they died together. In Discovered in 2018, Peter's bones have survived, fossilized for millions of years underground. Now, according to Steven Spielberg, who's basically our source for all scientific information, that was 65 million years ago. Is that right, Lily? Um, fact check from my brain. Yes, it is. That's right. Our came past me. We've done a lot of research. We have watched Jurassic Park recently, um, haven't we? I haven't, but I've watched Night Night at that Museum, so I'm basically an expert. Yeah, I was going to say, we have done extensive research for this particular podcast. We have watched one, two, and three, all three of the Night in the Museum uh, movies. So we're we're experts. I'm basically um, a fossil finder person. I don't know what the scientific name is, or anyone famous who is. An archaeologist, like Indiana Jones. We've also watched Indiana Jones, so we've got it all. We've got a lot of information. Oh, he's an egg. Wow. Pretty sick. Pretty amazing. Okay. All right, on to the next one. We're going to go to the um, Egypt exhibition. Is it called the Egypt or the Egyptian? Egyptian. Egyptology. That's what the study of Egypt is called. Egyptology special exhibition. We're in the gift shop. We're mainly mainly looking at gift shops around Auckland for inspiration this today. But Lily has um, said that she has a fact. So so okay. welcome to the basic fact. Because of basic facts. Basic facts. Basic facts. They're so basic because they're basic facts. We don't want to be kicked out of the museum. Okay, what's your basic fact, Lily? My basic fact is that the Egyptians were the first people to connect the heart and love together. Like you love from your heart kind of thing. Kind of thing. Oh, my God, this is adorable. Such an adorable fact. This gloss. I think this wins most adorable fact in the basic fact so far, Lily. Should we have a hug? Hug. Can you feel feel a hug through through the screen? They can. They can feel it. And so that was... That was like a poetic connection, was it? Where the yeah. Egyptians like yeah. thought love and the thing that pumps blood around your body. Those are those are two those are yeah. two things that are connected. Connections. Wow, that's a big that's a big fact. I'm 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 welling up a little bit. So let's move on. Let's let's should we risk leaving the gift shop? 
Oh, look at this. Time of the Pharaoh's catalogue. Let's oh, look through it, read so some facts and pretend magazines. we know the facts. Yeah, these were the magazines yeah, from, from ancient like times. It's like Vogue. <laughs> from the um, Library of Alexandra. Okay, Egypt is an ancient land whose culture goes back 10,000 years or more. Egyptians may have been the first to develop the notion of divine kingship, the authority of the pharaohs. Well, that's why they had all of their slaves as well, which is not great. But it helped them build amazing things like the Sphinx. Really? All, all great civilizations are built on the backs of slaves, unfortunately. Oh, that's a bit deep. Let's get out of the yes. gift shops. Getting too heavy. My next podcast will be called Lost in the Museum. <laughs> It'll just be me phoning mum in a panic, saying, I think everybody's left. The, uh, the Giza Pyramids complex is home to the Great Pyramids. Um, and they were to bury, they were buried with uh, all yeah. of their servants and all of their poor animals. Is yeah. that right? Is that in there? Uh, I don't think it's in there, but... Yeah. I have to do a basic facts on that. I'm pretty sure it's pretty dark. Imagine working as a slave for your master your whole life and then when they die, you have to die with them in the tomb. You get like one litre of beer a day, I'm pretty sure, so that's pretty sick. A litre of beer a day? What if, what if you're a teetotal? Do you get it's a litre of milk? Someone who doesn't... Me, I'm a teetotal. Uh, someone who doesn't drink alcohol. Uh, I drink a lot of alcohol. Yeah, you, you're such a boozer. <laughs> You'd have been good in Egypt. Liter of, a litre of mead a day. It says don't... This hieroglyphic here, if you read it from the right to the left, just from, taken from this um, schema that they've got, yeah. it basically says don't forget milk, cheese... And buy some lind. And at the, see this fine print at the bottom here. It says, "You have to subscribe to WhatsApp, or death will come to you." Death by cats. Death by cats. Please subscribe to. It's funny they've they've, they've got it all in detail right there on the hieroglyphs. Yeah, it says WhatsApp. Buy milk and subscribe to WhatsApp with Lily and Bobby. Actually, looks really beautiful, doesn't it? That. Yeah, looks it. Ancient Greek demotic hieroglyphs. Oh, this is the Rosetta Stone. So this is famous because it allowed, it was used as a kind of coda, a, a kind of way for us to, because there was more than one language on it, it um, tra clever translators were able to figure out what all of the different languages said. So the Rosetta Stone featured two languages, Egyptian and Ancient Greek, and three scripts, hieroglyphs, Demotic and Ancient Greek. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I read about it. And so because they were able to compare everything, they allowed us access to the languages. That's very good. So here's how here's a little go-to guide on how to reach afterlife. This is like Google Maps for Egyptians. <laughs> Your trip starts with a treacherous journey through the underworld, for, fortunately beginning at the end of the fifth dynasty, 2350 BC. The recently deceased have a menu of useful religious spells and texts carved on pyramid walls. That was like the Google Maps. <laughs> go, go here. To be. Turn left. Continue straight. Road. Continue straight. The judgment of the dead is your most challenging hurdle. Passing this to reach a good death is more likely if you have first lived a good life. Ooh. In the Middle Kingdom, 200 BC. No, 2000 BC, another set of spells is written on coffins. By the 18th dynasty, 1550 BC, illustrated versions of new spells and texts are transferred to Pyrus up to 23 meters long. Today we call it the Book of the Dead. The Book of the Dead. Also, the Book of the Dead was like a map to help them get from 
their death chamber to heaven. I am known in my country and abroad as the beautiful queen of United Egypt. I was born in Alexandria in 69 BC. My father was the previous king of Egypt, named Ptolemais XII Neos Dionysos. Cleopatra was like the main. She was like the Beyonce of the day, right? Everyone remembers Cleopatra. She was all over the zone. Okay, this is some core basic facts about mummification. Body requires four jars, one each to preserve the stomach, intestine, lungs and liver for use in the afterlife. The heart. The seat of the soul is usually laid back inside the chest, whereas the brain is discarded. <laughs> they just throw the brain away. Good basic fact. The Nile flows for over 4,100 miles till it reaches the Mediterranean Sea. It's the longest river in the world and runs through several countries, including Egypt, Sudan, Ethiopia, Uganda, and Burundi. Wow. How to mummify your sister. How to mummify your sister. <laughs> is it, this is a good kid's book. How to mummify your sisters and brothers. Yeah, But it's done in sticker form, so anyone can do it. Just wrap your brother in a lot of tissue paper. Don't touch your mum. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, here we go. Making a mummy. Oh, making a mummy. Natron, bandages, mask of anabis, anabis, needle and thread, book of the dead, canopic jars, soap, spoon, knife, iron hook, and wine. Wow. The I, words, I got all of those. I got all that. We can do all that to George when we get back. <laughs> if he sits really still for a long time, which he does in front of YouTube, we'll be fine. Yeah, or Xbox. Although he'll be getting up and screaming every five seconds. It's one of my favourite bits of the exhibition. It's like a 3D laser impression of a mummy. And it's floating and we're watching it strip back all of the layers from the sheets to the body to the bones. You digging it, though? Yep, it's a hologram, so of course I'm digging it. Holograms are the best thing in the world. I'll add some music to that. <laughs> this is definitely my favourite line from the museum so far. We're in the Darwin exhibition and it says, The Voyage of the Beagle. Darwin's ideas were based largely on his observations during five years of voyaging from 1831 on the HMS Beagle. His visit to New Zealand was brief, confined to the Bay of Islands, and made little impression on him. <laughs> That's great. Thanks, Darwin.